Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hey, hey, doctor friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I feel like as young doctors, we are constantly being told about the glory days of healthcare where simply, you know, upon graduation, all you had to do was start practicing and the patience and the success came to you relatively easily. And I think especially from our older professors or colleagues, we are constantly reminded that those days are no more and that healthcare is a much more difficult field to succeed in and for a variety of reasons. And while I think that those concerns um, are valid, I think a lot of times the older generation of doctors tends to play up those things and really create a sense of doom and gloom for us new doctors. So I wanted to kind of focus in on particularly one of those topics this week um, and take a look at what the actual trends are. So one of the kind of common, I don't want to say misconceptions, but common ideas that some of the older doctors have that is their reasoning for saying that healthcare and being a doctor is on the decline is the advent of artificial intelligence and increased technology. A lot of people argue that technology is going to kind of take over the world and that machine learning and artificial intelligence technology will one day replace the jobs of doctors and kind of make us obsolete. So I wanted to kind of take a look at that and see if these claims are founded and give you my personal opinion about the outlook of healthcare and our future careers. So first, just to give you a little bit of an idea of where we are, um, a recent report by Accenture estimated that AI in the health market will hit $6.6 billion by 2021, and that is majorly up from only $600 million in 2014. And as we know, technology is rapidly advancing, and you know what is commonplace today will be obsolete, you know, five years from now. So it's definitely happening. AI is here and I think it is here to stay and is going to increasingly become a larger part of our practice and our daily life, not only just in our jobs as doctors, but also in other aspects of our life as AI continues to improve and increase in pretty much all areas of human life. And I think a lot of people are threatened by this, not just healthcare providers, but basically any human that has a job um, potentially could one day have their job be 
taken over by a robot or a machine and I think a lot of people are scared of that idea and I think because of that it won't ever truly take away um, our jobs as doctors and what I mean by that is you can't automate the human piece of healthcare. As much as we all rely on technology, we all strive for human connection and we want to know that ultimately there is a person in control. So think about yourself. Think about when you call, you know, a major corporation. We're always frustrated by those automated phone menus, right? And we're always saying operator or pressing zero to get to speak to a living, breathing human. And I once heard an analogy on another podcast talking about flying a plane, right? You know, when you take a commercial flight, pretty much that plane is being flown by the autopilot system of the plane. And even though you know, if you really think about it, that that is the case, you still want to know that there is a pilot up there to keep track of things, to make sure that the system is working correctly, and if there is an issue, to be able to take over. As humans, we need and we crave human interaction. I mean, look at the current situation that we're in with the pandemic. The reason that quarantine was so difficult is because you couldn't see other people and trying to communicate with people through zoom even where you could see their face and talk to them and hear them it still wasn't the same right there's something about that human connection that we need and that we gravitate towards and think about patients who are going to get a tough diagnosis right you want a doctor there to comfort you and explain to you the steps that you need to take when you are diagnosed with a serious illness like cancer, right? Empathy is not something that a machine can do. And things like that are critical at such life-changing moments. And I would argue that these human connections can even have an impact on your state of mind, how well you feel, how likely you are to stick to a prescribed treatment plan, how heard you feel, and how comforted you are. And the human interaction really contributes to the experience as a patient. And I believe that the mind is a powerful thing and your mindset towards your treatment, towards your diagnosis can have a really big impact on your recovery. Another piece is that algorithms and software can only do what they are trained to do, what they have seen before and what data they can extrapolate. But there are always going to be those unique cases that don't match the profile, that don't fit perfectly within the algorithm or the, you know, cookbook for certain signs and symptoms of a disease or the treatment doesn't respond in the way that you 
would normally predict. And those patients can't be solved with the algorithm. So doctors will be needed to understand why those unexpected results happen. If nothing else, technology can streamline the process for doctors and allow us to kind of cut through all of the big data points in a clear and concise way and allow us to focus more on those patients that need greater attention. And I think personally that those are the most fulfilling types of patients to treat, the ones that challenge you, the ones that get your mind going and cause you to think about things other than just, you know, following the cookbook for diagnosis and treating a certain type of condition. Dr. Rahul Parikh is a pediatrician in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I think he offered a really unique perspective on this. He said, but for physicians like me in primary care, managing 1,500 to 2,000 patients, AI presents an opportunity. I went to medical school to connect with people and make a difference. Today, I often feel like an overpaid bookkeeper instead, taking in information and spitting it back to patients, prescribing drugs and adjusting doses, ordering tests. But AI in the exam room opens up the chance to recapture the art of medicine. It can let me get to know my patients better, learn how a disease uniquely affects them, and give me time to coach them toward a better outcome. So by kind of cutting out the data processing stage using AI, we can actually focus on individualized care and get back to the roots of why a lot of us wanted to get into this career. Because some of the changes that we have seen in healthcare is the increased pressure to perform and produce and you know, one of the other things that the older generation comments on is that, you know, there's this tendency to churn and get through patients and produce as much as you can. And I think utilizing AI will allow us to do that more effectively and still be able to devote time to our patients. At least for now, most of what AI does is the simple, mundane, routine things that a lot of us don't even like to do, like typing up notes and EHRs. So if AI can simplify those things for us, it allows us to shift our focus to things that actually require a little bit more training and critical thinking. And I see that as a positive rather than a negative. Now, that being said, though I don't think that technology will render us obsolete as doctors, I do think that doctors who use and harness and embrace AI will replace those who don't. Because not only does AI allow for better efficiency, like we've just illustrated, but people are more inclined 
to deal with a doctor who can make things more convenient, who can utilize technology to benefit them. Because of the habits that technology has established in us as a society already so focused on results and on quick responses and answers, the pressure from our patients leans that way too. So if you can use AI to be accessible to your patients and be able to get back to them rapidly and get more accurate, more effective treatment results, then you can do well as a doctor. So I think a lot of the older generation, because they are afraid of being taken out by technology, they tend to be very resistant to it. And I think that just putting your head in the sand is not the right move because whether we like it or not, technology is advancing and we are going to see increases in automation and kind of like, I don't want to say direct to consumer, but increased accessibility for patients in their healthcare. And that ship is going to be sailing whether you're on it or not. So I think we, especially being that we are in the unique position where we understand how to use technology better than older generations, need to make sure that we are on that ship and that we have a voice in how that ship is steered. Because if we are involved in the technology, we can better influence the way in which it is utilized in healthcare. Whereas if we do our best to distance ourselves from it, it's going to turn into us versus them. And I think the worst thing we can do is not have a doctor's say in the development of such technology. And I really think that we need to embrace the advances as they come and guide their development because no one understands better a what we need b what our patients need and how we can combine our unique skills as people as humans as educated doctors and the capabilities of technology to do the best for our patients so i kind of have a counter point of view to what a lot of the older generation thinks in terms of embracing technology. That doesn't mean that you should blindly go with whatever technology is put out and you want to make sure that the advances that are happening are productive and providing a benefit to our patients and also to our own workflows as doctors, but blindly boycotting technology out of fear is just going to cause you to get left in the dust, and that's not good for the profession. So will technology take the place of doctors? No, I don't think so. However, 
it will change the manner in which we practice and we need to make sure that we have a voice in how that plays out. Healthcare is not the same as it was 30 years ago. It's not even the same as it was five years ago. So part of being a doctor is being adaptive and staying current on the changes in your field and making sure that we as doctors have a voice in how the technology impacts our future careers. So how do you do that, right? That is the big question. The way that you do that is by learning about technology, seeing how you can use it, trying to integrate it into your practice if you feel that it is beneficial and not being afraid that by you using it, it's going to kind of overtake you one day. Another big thing is advocacy. I know for whatever reason, our generation doesn't feel that they need organized healthcare groups as much. And I know I've said it before, but that is so wrong. You need to have a say in how your career is governed in the relationship that your professional society has with the law and the regulations. The only way to do that is to be involved in your professional society, whether that is at the national level, at the state level, or even at the local level. Please, please, please get involved and make sure that the young voices in healthcare are heard and can influence the laws that affect how the careers that we have worked so hard to get to can play out in the future. And on that note, because it is the week of election day, if you are listening to this and you have not voted, please make sure that you do this year, especially it's super important to do your civic duty and make sure that your voice is heard. So I know I digress a little bit there, but overall, I think the future is bright, but things are changing and we need to accept that, embrace it, and make sure that they are changing in a way that allows us to best serve our patients. We have the power to make a real difference in the future with technology to aid us, and we shouldn't be afraid of it. So that's my message for this week, and I hope you guys understand how important it is to be actively involved in your career instead of just a passive and then complain about the things that you don't like later. Don't be afraid of innovation. Harness it and guide it. So with that, I'm going to close out this week's episode and I hope you guys are feeling a little bit more optimistic about the future, but also recognizing that the onus is on us to make sure that things move in a positive direction. Being a young doctor is definitely not easy, 
but I am here for you and I hope you can be there for your colleagues as well. If you want to follow along with me on a more daily basis, make sure that you are following on Instagram at doctor.confessions and if you like the podcast and you think some of your peers would find it helpful as well, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with them or left us a review on Apple Podcasts to help us reach even more young doctors. All right. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome week and I'll catch y'all in the next one. Bye.